this show, working it out, is working out jokes with comedian friends. This is actually what we do. Yes. In real life. Like, we're on the phone at least a couple times a month. Yes. What are your favorite qualities of someone to bounce jokes off? Positivity. Good, good. Love it. Ding, ding, ding. I, I, th I think listening. Listening's huge. Yeah. Yeah, um, you got to li listen before you can actually give a take. Right. Or an addition. Yeah. And then I think also knowing the person helps yep. because like, hey man, this is, this is what you're good at. Or this is a, you always, you know, sort of with me, bring it back to like, yeah, Greg, there's that thing that you saw or that you did that's sort of exterior, but what does it have to do with you? That is the voice of the great Greg Warren. Greg Warren is one of my oldest friends. As a matter of fact, he introduced me to my wife, the poet J-Hope Stein. He introduced me to Jenny almost 20 years ago. One of my closest friends, one of the people who in my life I work out jokes with all the time. Um, and, and in some ways, this podcast is inspired by my friendship with people like Greg, uh, a hugely funny person, really great comic, supportive friend. Um, I should point out that he will be on tour in Youngstown, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Omaha, Louisville, all of that on gregwarrencomedy.com. I am in my final week in London. If you want to come see me at the Wyndham's Theater, there's only a few seats left. And then I'm going to be announcing some club dates only on burbigs.com, the mailing list. So if you join the mailing list, you'll be the first to know uh, about those very limited club shows that sell out right away. There's like three or four cities where I'm doing shows. Then I go to Boston for Christmas. I'm doing eight shows at the Wilba. I'm, I'm calling those shows Christmas Parmesan. It is all new material. It's a totally different show from The Old Man in the Pool, but we're calling it Christmas Parmesan. And then as we turn the corner in the new year, I'm calling the new show Please Stop the Ride, which harkens back to the bit from my girlfriend's boyfriend when I'm on the Scrambler. Uh, it, it's all new material in Vancouver, in Seattle. Get those tickets right away. Then I'll be in Walla Walla. I'll be in Portland, Oregon. All of this is on Burbigs.com. I love this conversation with Greg Warren today. One of my oldest friends, and certainly one of my oldest friends in comedy. Um, he has a new special that is on YouTube that Nate Bargatze directed. Uh, it's called The Salesman. It's on YouTube. It is fantastic. It is, uh, I couldn't recommend it more highly. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with the great Greg Warren. What's funny is when we met at the Stress Factory in New Jersey, we both had nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean yeah. like, we were both sort of broke. You were staying, I think you were staying with your brother in Jersey. Yeah. I yeah. was staying on my sister's couch in Brooklyn. And we were just kindred spirits because we thought each other were funny and nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like that was the, what the friendship was based on. Yeah. And other than my improv group in college, I'd say you're my oldest comedy friend. Wow. Am, am I yours? Well, no, because I was, I'm older than you. Right. So I was doing it long before that like I, like I I got a job out of college yeah um and Procter I went, and Gamble Procter and Gamble yeah, yeah and went to Houston for five years and met a bunch of guys down there and then I moved to Ohio 
and met met like a group there. And that's when I was uh, that's when I met you was sort of the end of the Ohio run. So it's funny that I never even made that connect. I, yeah, I know you're from Houston. I know you lived in Houston for a bit. Yeah, and of course you talk about working at Procter and Gamble in the new special. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about it on the way over here. I'm like th- this thing that I shot. It was it's a, a lot about that time when I met you. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to say one of the, one of my favorite things I did when I, I lived here in the city for four years. Yeah, and uh, it was the performance um, where you had gave out ice cream at the end. Carnegie Hall, yeah. Carnegie Hall. It was the final performance of my girlfriend's boyfriend. We did Carnegie Hall. We gave out ice cream in the yeah. street, and we wore ice cream hats. Yeah, you and I were glass, right? Yeah, yeah, I were glass. So I had, my roommate at the time, this guy, Ryan, I don't think we were roommates. This kid, kid I knew, Ryan Beck, yeah. uh, young comic, and I didn't want to bug you that week. Or I knew that it was a big deal, yeah. and I just was like, you know what, man? You need to see this. It's a different way of doing comedy, and I bought two tickets, and we sat up at the top wow. and watched the show, and I was like, this this is a, it's a completely different way of doing it. Like, this isn't what you have to become, but if you just go around to the New York clubs or you just go around, like, you're not gonna see this. Like, this this is a, you know. It's so nice. That show was my girlfriend's boyfriend. It was about me meeting Jenny and you, my wife, Jenny, and yeah. you were the person who introduced me to Jenny. I know, and I got screwed in that in that performance. Because you, because I didn't use your name? Yeah, you, t- which I do in jokes all the time. But I made you, it Andy. You made it this other guy. Andy. Yeah. Yeah, I merged you and my other friend Andy Which is into what you, Andy. You do, like a, a, when you're writing a novel or you, yeah. you got to move, you, these two characters. Um, it can't be two characters. It's too confusing for the audience's brain to, to juggle two, three characters. So then you're like, okay, that's the friend character. The friend character is, in this case, Andy. Uh, Greg got screwed. It's interesting that you went with Andy. I mean, you know. Well, it was, he was there at the car accident. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you would. No, it is unfair. It is unfair. I should set the record straight. It was Greg Warren who introduced me to my wife, Jenny. I'm forever beholden to you for that. And do you remember the night that you introduced me? Everything about it. Because I remember Jenny was working for college sports television. That's right, which is now CBS College Sports. And I was doing this gig the first time. There was an NCAA wrestling tournament was in St. Louis. Yeah. And they had asked me to do a show for all the coaches the night before the tournament. Because you wouldn't say this, but you're, you you were an all-American wrestler, yeah. college wrestler, yeah. which is unbelievable. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I so I was, the, they had heard, started to hear on radio shows and that, oh, this there's this wrestler guy. And I was like, guys, I know these groups. I, I know this event. It's a bunch of coaches that haven't seen each other in 10 years yeah. and they all get drunk and it's their, you know, it's ex-coaches, ex-wrestlers. It's not a good idea. Well, they just kept pushing. The, yeah. Uh, was, and I was like, guys, it's a terrible idea. And they just talked me into it. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be different. Yeah. So that night I went up and Jenny was there and she was sort of, she was part of college sports TV. So yeah. I went up and I, I I got through it, you know, and had a couple of good moments, but it was hard. Yeah. And then, you know, Jenny's pretty. And uh, I was like, hey. Uh, Thank you, you on her behalf. <laughs> you know, you were in town for a college gig in Springfield yep. or something. That's right, that's and right. And I was like, and I had a, one thing they did give me was like a sweet room at the Hyatt. Yes. And 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 passes, so I, was, I had this really nice hotel room down at the Hyatt. I yeah. think I was living it was in, in the, It was like in the mall. Yeah, I think I was living in LA at the time. Yeah. And I, so I was there and you happened to come in town and I was like, hey, come, you just stay with me, you know? Yeah. And I was, and I remember, like, I remember to Jenny, I was like, hey, come out, come out, we're, we're gonna go, you know, we're gonna go to this bar and we went to this. No, but I rem- there's actually one thing different, which is you introduced us on a staircase in that mall. 
where the ho- that connected the hotel really? and the mall. Yeah. And I remember it because I said, I fell in love with Jen immediately. Just and I've yeah. never had that. Yeah. Literally to this day, of course. And and I and and previous that. And I just go, Greg, I go, you gotta convince her to come out. <laughs> and so and so you asked her to come out. And I think she was a little bit like, maybe. And then you're like, no, you gotta. And then she thought she was on a date with you. This is interesting because it's much like that comic exercise that I was talking about. If it was me, if I was had to convince her to go out with me, the pressure would have been on and I would have, I would have flubbed it. But I was mm-hmm. like, this is for Mike. Yeah. So I was, it's another guy. I was, you were, you were I was going in the zone. To the, I was you were in the going zone. to the mat. I can, I can to use a wrestling term. You're going to the mat for your friend. <laughs> I can sell Mike a lot better than I can sell myself. <laughs> the salesman. You're the salesman. <laughs> yeah. So, and we went to uh, McGurk's, which is a great Irish classic, bar in, in, classic in St. Louis. Louis pub. Yeah. Yes. It was on St. Pat's Day. Yeah. And McGurk's on St. Pat's Day is, is nuts. Bananas. Yeah. And we went there and uh, yeah, we had some beers and Jenny was staying at the hotel, right? Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I remember. We went back and I think I think a, a friend of yours drove us back to the hotel and like she and I were in the back seat together yeah. and it was like a really sweet moment we had. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm like in love with this person. Yeah, you guys right away, I just remember there was some talk of like, you were both young people in New York City and you like, I don't know if you knew this, you maybe knew a little bit of the same people, it's but true. you knew some stuff, you know, like that. <laughs> There's immediately like, ah, I know this thing that people do in New York City. Well, Jenny and I always talk about how if we didn't meet there in St. Louis, I feel like we would have met in 10 other places. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. Like we, yeah. Were, we were in the same universe. She was in the East Village and I was in Brooklyn and it was just kind of like, but uh, yeah. And then I remember we, she and I reference you to this day. I don't even know if I've ever told you this because I would I called you. I remember I was like, um, so that girl, Jenny, you introduced me to, um, we're like dating. It's it seems pretty serious, and you go, yeah, she's a cool girl, man. She's a cool girl. And so now, whenever I want to compliment Jenny, I go, you're a cool girl. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Things like that just stick. <laughs> yeah. The uh, what's funny about you coming on the show is that this is this show working it out is working out jokes with comedian friends. This is actually what we do. Yes. In real life, like we're on the phone at least a couple times a month. Yes. What are your favorite qualities of someone to bounce jokes off? Man, um, positivity. Good, good. Love it. Ding, ding, ding. Positivity. That's good. I remember running jokes by my little brother who's very funny. Yeah. Early on, and he was just like, eh. And you just- it, you, Who needs you, it? Who needs it? You just die on the inside. You give up. You're, you're like, well, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, so you got a yes and. Positivity, yeah. And yeah, um, and by the way, when we say yes and, it's not yes and forever. It's just yes and that that day. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I like that, you know. Yeah. And then maybe it dies on the vine like over the course of a couple of weeks, but let it die on its own. Don't kill it. Yes. That's not what you're there for. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't able to articulate that. That's great. I'm here um, to articulate for you. Uh, man, I wish you could do more of that. Uh, positivity is a, is okay, a big number one. one positivity. Yeah, I think so. A lot of times when somebody's pitching you a joke, uh, you get an idea, and you're like, "I know how to tag that," mm-hmm. and you want to do that, but you got to give the thing time to develop. Mm-hmm. You, you want to hear the whole thing. Yeah, 
Um, and it's it's a balance. Yeah. Because you don't want to forget your idea, but you also want to let them get going on on you know their thing. Yeah. So listening, I I, th I think listening. Listening's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you gotta li you gotta listen before you can actually give a take. Right. Or an addition. Yeah. Um, and then I think also knowing the person helps yep. because like, hey man, this is this is what you're good at, or this is a this is a thing you ought to. You always, you know, sort of with me, bring it back to like, yeah, Greg, there's that thing that you saw or that you did that's sort of exterior, but what does it have to do with you? Right. You know, and you're, right. you're really good. And then, you know, if you watch your shows, that's all of your stuff. But I forget that sometimes. And, yeah. and uh, or sometimes, you know, you think there's this point that's just very, uh, like, observational humor and, and extraneous. And, uh, and you're like, no, no, there's something, there is a connection between you and that thing. You wrote it. There's something. There's some connect. You're, you're, there's you some wrote connection. it. You wrote it. You're obsessed with it, <laughs> yeah. and it's honestly all we care about. Yeah. All we care about is how you feel about it, not how yeah. we feel about it. Yeah. Sometimes there's this tendency to go bit hopping when you're like, uh, it's like whack a mole almost. It's like, well, yeah, that's an idea I have. I can't. I, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Let's find. I gotta find the hot one that's just there instantly. Yeah. And you know, you're all about. Okay, no, you thought of this before yeah. you dismiss it and go to the next one. Maybe there is something there. Let's yeah. let, let's fool around with it. And maybe the, whatever's going to happen isn't going to happen for six months. But keep investing in that thing because you thought about it. It's, it's there's something to it, you, you know. And we yeah. were the the special that you literally just came out with that that Nate Bargatze produced yeah. and directed. Yeah. Um, is based on conversations we've been having for 20 years, yeah. loosely. Like, like for example, you've talked about working at Procter & Gamble. And yeah. I've always been like, dude, this is like great for the stage. Yeah, and you're, you're always, <laughs> you were reluctant for a long time. Well, I tried. I mean, I made a lot of runs at it. Yeah. Um, I remember definitely a lot of uh, talks with you going back to way, way back where... I was pitching flute, man. Uh, yeah, a bit, bit about a bit me that he did, yeah. playing the clarinet and wrestling, and you were like, "That, that's it, that's it." And I remember you saying something to me that was, you know, a hard thing to say, I think, but it was like, "Man, your ideas are really, really good, and you're not quite getting to the joke. Mm. You're not, you're not quite getting to the thing." And I knew it, but for you to tell me that, I knew it, and I still. It's got me to this theory that I've thought. For, so, so you have like, 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 uh, you know, over here is this idea for a joke, yeah. and over here is the the thing that pops, yes, and you can put it in a special, yes. Okay, I still to this day can't quite explain what goes on between here and here. What do you mean? Like, I don't. You have this idea, and yeah. then you do all this writing, and you go on stage, and you mess around with it, and you know you apply different techniques, and you, there's just some a lot of it's innate, and you're like, I gotta say it that way, I gotta say it that way, and then eventually you get to this thing that works. If you continue to attempt it, yeah. eventually the space gets a, a lot, a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. like eventually some. And I wasn't, you had got there quicker than I did. You just sort of were like, especially the two drink Mike, like you sort of like I have this premise, and then it's this bam, thing that could go on a late night set. Yeah. I couldn't get there. And it, and it just took me a lot longer. And I, I've, you know, started to figure out. I, I remember that. The other thing that you've told me that I tell a lot of people is um, 
you know, you've said several times, like, you're hitting false bottoms on these premises. Okay. Like, you think you're done with that premise. Yeah. And you're not. Yeah. And and it, it that one, I think, has helped me a lot. Like, I, always, I always tell comics, what's your best joke? Add five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't work on your worst joke. Yeah. We're always working on our worst joke. Yeah. As though we're going to save it. It's like, <laughs> Shit's not savable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's actually it's a, <laughs> you're, yes, yes, I do. You're, Mike, you're, you're, you're you want me to list them? <laughs> <laughs> your your I always say your best bit is the thing you should spend time on. Your yeah. thing that you think is a ten could be an eleven. Yes, and. So the back to the question is the Procter and Gamble stuff. I took runs at it for years, yeah. and I took runs at it, and then over the pandemic, I started. I got a little sillier with it, and I sort of adopted this. A lot of it's truth, but a yeah. lot of it's not. Like adopted this character of fierce Procter and Gamble lo yeah. loyalist, serious loyalist, loyalist, and and part of that is true. Like I yes. am loyal. I yes. know more about peanut butter than almost any, you know, I know a lot about peanut butter. Settle it, down, Greg. I, it, Jesus my, Christ, Greg. It's an important topic. This is a podcast. Yeah, I know, man, but it, it's also, it's an, it's an opportunity for me <laughs> to look into the camera and tell people about the different brands of peanut butter, okay? GIF's where it's at, the rest of it's garbage. Oh my God, uh, Jesus Christ, GIF. <laughs> You're gonna hold your ground on GIF? Yes, I am. I, 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 I uh, yeah. You're gonna dismiss the organic peanut butters that <laughs> that don't have added sugar and salt, uh, and then and then are inedible. The, the, you're talking about the thing that has the inch of oil, yeah. on, on top of. Yeah, you the, mix it up. It doesn't yeah. take that long. Oh, oh, you mix it up. <laughs> you mix it. So now I'm supposed to just make the peanut butter. <laughs> just hand me a bag of peanuts and a hammer next time. I'll smash them up myself, Mike. I, mean, I know you're an expert, but like you're really missing it. You know, let's look at the market shares, Mike, and see who's <laughs> who's wrong. Okay, let's. No, I mean, look, I'm not saying that their business model isn't good. When you sell people garbage for a dollar, you're gonna make a profit. A dollar, really? <laughs> a dollar? You don't even know the price points. <laughs> you don't know the price points, man. The main size is 18 ounce. When I was selling it, okay, uh, a two for three is the best deal of the year. That's back to that's the back to school ad. Oh, two yeah. for three on the shelf every day. Two twenty nine. I bet you right now you're looking at get most this guy in out New of here. York. Get this guy in New out York, of here. Mike. Gary, get this the guy the fuck out of here. Go to your dumb bodega, and it's probably three twenty nine. <laughs> Get him out! I'm not leaving, Gary. <laughs> Working It Out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for Thank God for Jokes was Squarespace. Our website for Stand Up and Vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time. 
Start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses, or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, head to squarespace.com slash burbigs, B-I-R-B-I-G-S, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash burbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for Mike Burbiglia's Working It Out comes from Helix Sleep. Helix has been with this podcast from the very beginning. We are huge Helix mattress fans over here. Let me tell you a few things that are great about Helix Sleep mattresses. They are fiberglass-free. Unlike other brands, Helix mattresses do not contain fiberglass, which can be harmful to your health. As you may have seen in the news or on social media, there have been a number of health issues and lawsuits related to fiberglass and mattresses. You know, actually, I used to, I used to have a mattress that was pure fiberglass. It was just, it was literally a bed of fiberglass. No longer. I sleep on Helix mattresses, which are fiberglass free. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash burbigs that's helixsleep.com slash burbigs this is their best offer yet and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now no now so this is called the slow round what is the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you that you used I got this advice from a guy named Ron Morey one time when I was young that said, listen to your act, but not intently. So like, mm. listen to your act when you're doing the dishes or driving love or something, because there's just, you start to make adjustments that you don't even know you're making. That's great. That's great. You think so? Not only, yeah, is yeah. It, not only is it great advice on, on its face, but actually there's a subtle second layer to it, which is it's hard to listen to your own voice. So when you record yourself, you're like, oh my God, yeah. this is like listening to a, a, a voicemail of myself. Yes. I hate my own voice. We all hate our own voices. And you become desensitized to it if you do it right. over time. It's that thing where you know how you're walking through the back of the room yeah. and you hear, you know, I can do it with you or you can do it with me or my friend. You, you, you hear one of your friends do something and you're like, I don't want to fix that joke. You switch those yeah, two yeah, words yeah. and you do that. Yeah. But when you listen to yourself, you're, do I sound like that? Am yeah. I going to be a failure? Why did I quit my job? Like, you don't even get to the thing. <laughs> Why did I quit my job? <laughs> yeah, like, Dude, I, that's so I funny. was making over, I was making six figures selling <laughs> Pringles. I would be, I would have been retired. You know, like yeah. all that's going on, yeah. not the thing about how, which, which word do you need to take out? But if you listen long enough, the guy that you're hearing on the the cassette tape eventually just sounds like any other comic. It's, yeah. it's you're just hearing the sort of the the technical aspects, yeah. not the emotional aspects. Right. You're 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 detached emotionally from the actual uh, recording. Well, if you do do comedy long enough, you're detached emotionally from everything. Uh, <laughs> 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 What's your favorite joke joke? You must know a joke joke. Oh, it's that talking dog joke. Okay. Can you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy goes to the, uh, he's looking at the paper. It says talking dog, uh, $50. And he, he's like, I, I, he, I got to go to this guy's house. So he goes to the guy's house. He goes, uh, 
guy answers the door. He goes, this, is this, is this a place with a talking dog? The guy goes, yeah. He goes, well, can I see him? He goes, yeah, man, he's, he's in the back. So he walks back there and there's this dog reading the paper, you know, and he goes, is that him? He goes, oh, you looking for me? He's like, you, you, you gotta be kidding me. He goes, he goes, you're the talking dog? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's me. He goes, well, can you tell me about yourself a little bit? He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, I'm originally Canadian. He goes, uh, I, I used to, uh, I was a snow rescue dog. That's how I kind of got started. And obviously I was better than a lot of the other snow rescue dogs because I could talk, you know, like these guys would be lost and I could find them be like, hey, are you in there? You can find them. He goes, and then um, I, I got moved into uh, actually the FBI, the American FBI. I was doing some work as a, a drug sniffing dog. Uh, because I, you know, I could communicate better with the officers and you could see what happened. And so, and then he goes, then I, I've been lately doing some work as a, as a bomb sniffing dog and it's, it's really going well. And the guy goes, hold on, man, hold on. He goes, it's, he goes, this, this, this is an amazing specimen. He goes, why are you only charging $50 for me? He goes, cause he's a liar, man. He didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Great joke. Great joke. Cause he's a liar. <laughs> He didn't do any of that stuff, man. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard that you joke. You never heard that joke. Great joke. Yeah, some kid is a Boston comic. Um, you know those guys. I think like the guy that told it originally was Tony V. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it Tony V's joke? I, I don't know if it's Tony V's joke, but, but he he's did the it one on that stage he, this bad. Boston comic told me. Uh, he was opening for me in Connecticut, and he told me that joke, and I was like, you know, it, it, you know, it goes on for a while. If you're like, oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like. Oh man, that's a, that's yeah. a hilarious joke. Yeah. Um, is there a song that makes you cry? Yeah, man, probably uh, probably "Cats in the Cradle." You know, mm. why does it make you cry? That one, just because it's about fathers and sons. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you have a father. I do. I do. Yeah, he's uh, he's great, man. He's my uh, my favorite person. Oh, yeah, I love him. Cats in the Cradle is definitely, it definitely pulls at your heartstrings. Oh my God, yeah. Because it just goes to the heart of like, however you hear songs, it's like, it's just about the journey from childhood to adulthood and the similarities. It's like similarities between childhood and yeah, adulthood. Yeah, not, not focusing on the right things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, and yeah. That's and a great one. Yeah, it's just sort of reminding you that you don't you don't have everybody forever. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I want to work out a couple of jokes. It's awesome. funny. You, it's funny you should say that because the father the father son thing. I've been talking a lot about my dad, and especially in relation to like me being a father now. Yeah. And so, like the other day, I was experimenting with this joke where I go like. When I was a kid, my dad would feel unappreciated and he would just go, he would just go, oh, I guess you just need me to send the check around here. Just send the check. And I, and I was always like, dad's crazy. And now I'm like a grown up with like a wife and a child. And I'm like, he was right about that check. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have to yell, but he wasn't wrong. <laughs> I did that last night for the first time, and it's it's one of those ones. It's like half it's like half written, but yeah. it's definitely something there. Yeah, wow, that's uh, 
Yeah, and also the way that you, you, you animate. I mean, send the check could be an earworm type thing. You, you have a few yeah. in your, in your uh, usually in whatever hour you're working on, there's a, yeah, send the check. Is send the check. One. Send the check. Send the check. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, yeah. Just send just the, send the check. check. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess I'll just send the check then, huh? <laughs> I did a callback to it later, I think. It's, uh, but yeah, no, so, and then I usually, I pair that with the thing about my dad where I just go like, you know, my dad would shout when I was a kid and we didn't even understand why. He'd be like, God damn it, I'm eating pretzels, you know? <laughs> We'd be like, is he angry? Is he hungry? Like, what is the emotion being expressed? But uh, it's, uh, but I do think a lot about my dad in relation to uh, raising a child. Yeah. And then also like this thing of like, you know, there's like a, the the whole thing of you, be, you grow up and you go like, you see your parents as people and you go like, oh yeah, he's just doing his best. They're doing. That's the first time being a dad. That's like a famous line. That's not my line, but it's like their first time being a parent. Your first time being a kid. Yeah, yeah. I remember like just seeing at my mom's funeral, just seeing pictures of her with me. You know, like just a picture like her holding me when I was like two or something, and I'm like, she's a child. She 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 is a child. Like my mother. Yeah. you know, right. she's looking at probably in her twenties. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. My my mom was very young. Yeah, she yeah. was early twenties. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what, what? Yeah, I mean, the dumb things I did when I was right in my twenties, awful. You know, just mistakes. Um, People should. I mean, I, if there's any takeaway from this, I think is like when we talk about like our parents and all that stuff. It's like it's like kind of like go easy on yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I yeah. feel like in my I made so many mistakes, teenager twenties. I mean, my 30s and 40s have been great, but... I don't know of one, really. <laughs> not, not one mistake, I don't think. But man, those 20s. No, it's... Yeah. Uh, no, but it is like... I think you're going to regress in your 50s. You're gonna, like, oh, could back. be. Yeah. yeah. But but I do think that there's a degree to which like we should give ourselves a, a break a bit. Yeah. Um, so send the check. <laughs> yes, uh, send the check. I love it. Uh, do you have any riffs on it? Do you have any, like, I just, thoughts? I feel like... Um, one thought is like, he's like, you just want me to send the check, right? And unfortunately, you're like, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, that's right. Yeah, because you're, you're just, you're just. <laughs> no, that, yeah, could you, they are actually asking for it at St. Mary's. Um, it's overdue. I love you. I, I know this isn't the right time. Yeah, but, but I do need the check. I actually do need the check. And it's probably the wrong time to ask. I need another check. Yeah, like, I need another. I know this is, I feel like it might, it might be yeah, a sensitive yeah. subject, but yeah, I need yeah, another yeah. check. And I forged your signature a handful of times, and I just don't think I can yeah. do it anymore. Is, timing's horrible here, uh, but uh, I, I need another check. I could send it if that's the issue. Um, the other thing is like, uh, specificity is always yes. like, what, what was the what, instance? what's he sending checks for? What was for? the instance? And it was, yeah. and it was schools, you know. You know, St. Mary's School growing up, and and it would be, I'm trying to think, uh, what we'd uh, you know we'd a mortgage and a car, and uh, I'm trying to think. It's a good question, but it would you know actually you know what soccer camp. Yeah, I think if you get to those yes, when it's like the thing where it's like this is a legitimate expense, this is yeah, legitimate yeah. checks, but with kids there's like this thing, yes. th th this thing. Now yes. we're getting a little bit crazy, and and that thing's important too, but it's like. You know, is there it's something weird that you grow up and you realize just like the money just goes? Yeah, the money just travels away from you. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a grown-up thing. Like, when you're a kid, like, you literally don't clock that someone has to earn the money that you're spending. Yeah. Like, you go to soccer camp, and it's like, it's costing someone $800. Yeah. And you're thinking about, I got to wake up at 6 to do push-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, like, you're dreading that. Yeah, yeah. You're not even clocking yeah, yeah. That, that someone's actually, like, financing your life. Oh, yeah. I had clarinet, private clarinet lessons. And I, you know, I was like not practicing and dreading going. Yeah. And, and like, this is costing them. My dad was a teacher. Yeah. My mother was a writer. This is costing real money. Yeah. You know, and I'm not putting much into it. I think like that's, I think that's the thing I need to get to with the bit. Like if, if it's going to end up being in the show long-term, I think you got to find the love in the bit. Like, I think I need to find the love for my dad in the bit, who I do love. Yeah. And who I do appreciate. But I think like... The jokes have to be counterbalanced with like that he's you know there's he he is a, like he was underappreciated like I at yes. some point I could have he's instead a of father that's that's sort of a and also instead of being like dad's crazy I could be like hey thanks yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like hey thanks for that yeah you, yeah you you can but as a kid you're not gonna no you probably don't want your kid to think about it that much no you're you, right you, you know you but but there I think there's got to be some silly activities that you were involved in that I say silly, but just like um those are the kind of activities that that build a, an artist or whatever. But yeah. uh but I think there's something that your dad wrote a check for that's uh yes. that's funny. Like an outrageous thing, it, it, yeah. a birthday party or or yeah. Do you have any things that you're working on that are like half half bits right now, premises? Like what do you when you go on stage in St. Louis, because that's where you work yeah. out a lot, right? Yeah. When you go to the funny bone there, like what's your 10 minutes that you're like, oh, I don't know what this is yet. Yeah, I'm fooling around. Um it's gotten a little bit farther down the line, but I'm sort of sort of based on what we were talking about with the hotels. Yeah. Is uh Walgreens. Um, you know, when you go to Walgreens, like there's good things about them. There's a lot of them, they're, you know, uh, and yep. they're open late. Yep. But past 10 o'clock, they're just kind of open. Like, <laughs> you, you know, it's very, That's like you walk premise. in and, and, and the lights are on and the door opens and there's not one human being yeah, visible. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. and this is where I'm, I, I need to articulate. There, there's something about it where you're like, I think something horrible just happened yes. here. I'm well, concerned for my safety. Did 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 what happened? Did CBS right. attack him? Did right. did uh, right. did a cheetah get loose? Like, and then eventually, you'll hear something like, "I'm back here." <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> I'm back here. <laughs> Don't be. Don't be back there. Yeah, yeah. Don't be back there. And it, it, that's exactly what I wanted to was to be startled by. A, a voice that I can't see. Yes. How about you jump out from behind the magazines with a ski mask on that yes. time? You know, like or a hockey That's mask. Terrifying. It's 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 scary. You're just more scared at night, I think, for some reason. Right. It's almost like you'd rather there be no people in a Walgreens than one person in yeah. a Walgreens. There's something terrifying about a, just a single person. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, I understand economics to some like you guys are Walgreens. Yeah. You guys are, you, you have one more employee than a vending machine right now. Like you, you, you can't, you can't have two guys. You can't have an up here guy and a back there okay. guy. So I'm going to, I'm going to back this out and right. say the thing that we were talking about earlier. How is it about you? Yeah. That's. Uh, How do you feel about it? How do you feel? Does it make you feel scared? 
when I walk in there, I feel a little scared, which is, I shouldn't be, but as, as a kid, I wouldn't. In, in my 30s, 20s, definitely not. Right. But in, in as you get older, you're like, eh, bad stuff happens. I Part of it, it's weird because I have a lot of guilt issues and I like, I don't want to be adjacent to anything that goes wrong because yeah. I'm going to get blamed. You know, oh <laughs> like, yes. I, like, I think maybe I'm afraid like something terrible is going on here and I, and you know, there's a somebody lying dead underneath the yes. counter and the cop's going to be like, this guy. Yes. Like, no, 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 man, I just, I just walked in, you know? Yes. Uh, that might be part of the fear. Yes. Um, so yeah, I feel afraid. And then also maybe unreasonably, you know, just that like, Greg, your life is pretty easy. You're really going to complain about the fact that you got to, you, you got to wait a second or be a little uncomfortable when you walk into a Walgreens. I guess my question also would be like, what are you getting? Um, that's a good question. I think if it's late night at Walgreens, yeah. it's either, this is, uh, it's either medication. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, something where I just have a cold. Right. And I, just, I can't Houston sleep. Or something. Yeah, I can't yeah. sleep. Yeah. Or uh, is like some sort of food binge, yes. which is, uh, you're coming in here to eat things that you don't need yes. and 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 just be completely gluttonous and you're going to have a problem with this guy that's working in the back you, you know that's, yeah yeah that's a good you're right that's a good point it's uh, yeah. yeah i'm trying yeah i'm trying to buy combos over here my man yeah yeah uh, i have a i have an eating problem i don't know who's binging on combos no that's what i would do really yeah i mean if i if i'm you know if i'm in uh, Springfield, Missouri, in the middle yeah. of the night. That's where I was born. Yeah, we know. <laughs> you bring it up a lot. I don't appreciate that. It's, which, it's, you, so you're in Springfield, Missouri, and it's the middle, of, and you, you did a gig, and then you just get, this happens to me. Yeah. 11 o'clock, so hungry. Yeah. So hungry. You go to Walgreens. Honestly, I'm just going Nature Valley Granola Bar, Nutrigrain Bar, Nutrigrain Bar. You're binging so, on Nutrigrain bars? Yeah. I'm just trying to fill my body yeah. with stuff that will indicate to my brain that I'm full. Okay. Fast enough that yeah. I don't gain 10 pounds overnight. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's all, that's all I do at Walgreens. That's my only business with Walgreens. And also my sleepwalking medication. Sometimes in a pinch. I had a story once, but one time I was on the road and I have to take this clonazepam. And it's serious. If I don't take it, like I could jump through a window. Right. I mean, I have a real serious thing. And I ran out. You know, I was in my 20s. I was like irresponsible. I ran out of it. I called my doctor. I'm like, I really, I'm, you know, I'm in Seattle. I really need this clonazepam. Yeah. And my doctor, this woman who was four doctors ago, sleep doctor, she just goes, Mike, what's going on with you? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, why do you need this drug so much? I was just like, you know, you're my doctor. Is, I have REM sleep behavior it, disorder. It said it to people abuse. Yes. Okay. I I I, I want to say they might snort it. Like I, it's an it's it's clonazepam. It's like an anti-anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I think maybe people snort it. I actually don't really know what they do with it. But I know that it's so a narcotic. Okay, okay. It's a narcotic and it's like it it's hard to get. Like okay. every every month or something, it's kind of an ordeal in my life yeah. getting it. I have to make like in New York State there you have to have it in triplicate and stuff. Like it's a whole deal. I mean, Missouri, it's easy to get. I mean, they're hillbillies. 
I just thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you some next time. I'll just say, uh, yeah, just walk in you there. You know anybody? My straw hat. and uh, <laughs> My uh, straw hat. <laughs> I just thought of a dumb joke or something if you ever talk about that. Is, you know how they call those drugs, um, like you're talking about, like yeah. Schedule C oh, or Schedule- Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, that, the, the serious drugs are, it's like Schedule C narcotics oh. or Schedule- like Schedule B? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or like, uh, there's got to be something funny about digging into that. Be like, I want to see the schedule. <laughs> well, I had this thing about my clonazepam thing is so crazy because I've been on it for 20 years because I have to be on it. Yeah. Just recently, I looked at the side effects. Like last week. I'm not even kidding. Last week, I'm looking at it's like, it's like depression. And it's like uh, poor motor skills and like loss of memory. And I'm like, that's like my personality. Yeah. It's like my per it's like that moment in your life where you, you realize thought, your you personality is side effects. <laughs> I thought it was just that guy. That's how I've been building a, building a persona on this. Yeah, and like it's weird because uh, I have to take one and a half milligrams every night before bed, which means I have to cut a pill in yeah. half. You know who shouldn't do that? Someone with poor motor skills. <laughs> So that's like a bit I've been working on. Do you on. have a pill cutter or do you use it? I have a pill cutter and I, but I, I actually, I find that the cut, I, I, snap I, I, I snap them and it's, it's all I'm right. I'm a little concerned. You're showing, she might've been right to ask you that question because <laughs> because she's like, what are you doing that you need this all the time? Also, you said four doctors ago, you're doc hopping. I know. And that's what those guys do. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. But I didn't dock hop. She moved to- She got she done true, true story, she moved to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do if I she were just that was doctor. Like, I can't take these perpendicular yeah. phone calls anymore. I can't take I, it. I, I'm going to, going to the islands. Working It Out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for Thank God for Jokes was Squarespace. Our website for Stand Up and Vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time. Start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses, or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, head to squarespace.com slash burbigs, B-I-R-B-I-G-S, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash burbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for Working It Out comes from Viore. Viore is a clothing company that draws inspiration from the coastal California lifestyle. I was thrilled that they were willing to be a sponsor because I could just talk about how soft and comfortable their clothing is all the time. I mean, I'll read the stuff they told me to say. It's uh, It inspires others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Yeah, sure, yeah, it does that. But also, my experience is it's very, very comfortable. Viore offsets 100% of their carbon footprint, and since 2019, they've also offset 100% of their plastic footprint. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off. Ooh, that's good, your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable, versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash burbigs. That's viore.com slash burbigs. 
Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping. What? Free shipping on any U.S. orders over 75 bucks and free returns. That's viore.com slash perbigs. Discover the versatility of Viore clothing. I had a couple of jokes about the road that yeah. I kind of don't know what to do with them, but they're funny stories. Yeah. And one of them is a person we know in common. So it's I was backstage when I was starting out, yeah. opening for this guy in Cleveland. Yeah. And I'm writing on my laptop. I'm writing jokes. And he goes, how much you pay for that laptop? I go, I don't know, like maybe like $400. He goes, I gave that laptop for $250. <laughs> I go, how, how would you do that? He goes, it's hot, which means it's stolen. And I, and it was that moment where I realized that he was about to steal my laptop and sell it back to me. <laughs> he, and he'd be like, it's perfect for you. It's got all your files, photos of your family. Is this a comic? Yeah, it's, it's someone you know. Oh, that's hilarious. It's a person who we know in common who we we both worked with a bunch. And I, I think we both love him. Yeah. And he often boasts about how well his sets go in a way that's like wild. By the way, this is this is what this is what this is what I'll say about him also, because this won't give away who it is. He, he said to me one time, he goes, nice guy, steals laptops, but sells stolen he laptops. He sells stolen laptops. He sells stolen laptops. He doesn't steal laptops. This guy's not a laptop no, no, stealer. He's not, he's not, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> but he said to and me he would one, not have stolen your laptop. And I was I was emceeing for him middling. I think the headliner was like Angel Salazar. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Check it out, Cleveland. And that was a sketch phrase. And and I was I, I thought I was having pretty good sets. And he goes, You think you're having pretty good sets? He goes, When I was an MC, I used to get standing ovations. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, he did. He did <laughs> he say that. He said standing ovations as an MC. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. I think he uh, got I a couple. Get, I used to get standing ovations as an MC. I was yeah. like, I literally, are you lying? What is happening? I think he here? did get them. Oh, for real? He, like, he used to like murder. a lot. I don't know about he that. He was a really good comic. Yeah. He may still is probably. He gave me advice. Man, that that guy that you're talking about gave yeah. me advice. It was great advice because he was like, man, stop ask, asking so many questions as an MC. Would you you set up every one of your bits with a question? Interesting. And I, and I was To like, the audience. Don't ask the audience questions. That's great horrible. advice. Yeah, it was, it's great, great advice. advice. I mean, it was a, right. Is anybody married? <laughs> well, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. my parents, it's blah, terrible. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and I was in that. Ever been, anyone ever been to Iowa? One time I was in Iowa. Yes. Like, so who cares? Yeah. Who, who cares? cares? Yeah. Yes. And it's, uh, man, he, it was great advice. Nobody cares. And you're just breaking up the rhythm. And you're also yeah. sort of subtly indicating that you have no confidence at all in anything you're going to say. Like, I got to get you guys on board here before I get into this thing. Let me prime the pump here, you know? Do you have any any road memories starting out that were like, oh, this is this is a ridiculous scenario that I'm finding myself in? <sighs> like what, like I'll give you, like worst gig that you can think of. Well... I want to say that I didn't have to take as many bad gigs as some of the guys like you that were courageous enough to go right into comedy out of college. Okay. Because I had 10 years at a Fortune 500 company. Right. Selling the best brand of peanut butter. All you know, right. And, easy, easy. And, uh, you know, I had, I had money. So I was like, yeah. oh, I don't, 
I'm not staying in that hotel or what, I'll just get my own, you know, like. Uh, wow, that is different. It is different. And it's, That's you know, it's, it's less romantic and it, it probably, I did skip some. I mean, I, I, you know, ate it plenty of times. I'm trying to remember some of the times when I did. Actually, the worst gig that I, that the one that sticks is I had been doing it for a good long time, but I got a, I was, did a gig for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. And I, I I ate it hard. At the park? The ballpark? No, no. It was at one of their fundraisers. It was at a hotel. Okay. And uh, like Tony LaRusso, who's the manager of the yeah. Cardinals. Was Ozzy Gee in there? Are you thinking Ozzy Smith? Ozzy Smith? He was not there. This was a little bit later. Uh, Ozzy <laughs> Gee was a manager of the White Sox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to play it cool with the sports trying references. Trying to play cool. You're just not you're, you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, I, mean, I know I'm embarrassing yeah. myself. Uh, no, I mean... It was one of those things, and I I had gotten so far forward on this. I was like, "Well, this is I'm 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 right. a, I'm a killer these days. Right, I'm gonna kill here. Yeah, then I'm gonna be in the dugout whenever I want. And oh, like, like okay. these guys yeah, are gonna yeah, love me right. so much that I'm gonna be part of the team. Oh, that's huge. So I'm I'm a lifelong Cardinal fan. Right, and it was like this thing where I I I was doing poorly, and I could I could tell you the lifetime stats of 20 people that were not laughing at my jokes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was awful. It was like like yeah. That's that's a that's the great humbling that is stand-up comedy. Yeah. Is it, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're you're five days away from, from bombing in a way that you could never imagine. All right. Um, the last thing we do is uh, working it out for a cause. And it's basically nonprofit. Anyone you give money to over the years will contribute, and then we link to them in the show notes. Awesome. Uh, St. Louis Ovarian Cancer Awareness. Uh, great organization. Great. So yeah. we will- uh, Sloka. We will uh, we'll link to them in the show notes, and uh, I will contribute to them. Uh, Greg, so much fun. Oh, talking, I loved it, Talking man. to you. It's great. It's like I could talk to you all, all day. <laughs> Thank you just, so much. Like, you just made me laugh so hard. And means congratulations lot, on the special and all the specials. People should watch all of your specials because they're all hilarious. Eh, a couple of them. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Working it out because it's not done. Working it out because there's no. That's going to do it for another episode of Working It Out. I love that Greg Warren. Just go to gregwarrencomedy.com for his tour dates and to link through to his special on YouTube. Also, while you're on YouTube, you can watch our episode. This episode is all on YouTube. We have all of those now. We got the Jim Gaffigan, we got Ira Glass, we got a lot of great stuff. Subscribe. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Peter Salamone and Joseph Berbiglia, associate producer Mabel Lewis, consulting producer Seth Barish, assistant producer Gary Simons, sound mix by Ben Cruz, supervising engineer Kate Belinsky. Special thanks to Marissa Hurwitz, Josh Upfall, and David Raphael and Nina Quick, my consigliere's Mike Berkowitz. Special thanks to Jack Anjanoff and Bleachers for their music. They have a great new single. Special thanks to my wife, the poet, J-Hope Stein. You can follow her on Instagram. She's got great new poems at J-Hope Stein on Instagram. Special thanks, as always, to our daughter, Una, who built the original radio fort made of pillows. And thanks most of all to you who are listening. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy it, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Watch it on YouTube and subscribe. It really, all that helps us out a lot in making this show that we're so proud of. Thanks most of all to you who are listening. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Maybe call up the person who introduced you to your wife or husband or significant other and say, hey, 
You helped lead me to the person who changed my life for the better. I'd like to repay you. So I'd like to recommend a podcast I think you might enjoy. Because that's basically the same thing, right? We'll see you next time, everybody. We're working it out. <laughs>